We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, John of the Macri, with you for another episode of the Knicks Film School Podcast. We made it! Yeah! We made it to training camp. The, uh, the season has started, except there have been no games. And the next game that will be played will be a fake basketball game, followed by more fake basketball games. And then we'll get to some real basketball games. But feels like we're, uh, we're very close. Uh, we have a great show ahead for today. Jeff Johnson, who uh, you can find on uh, MSG's gambling show the betting exchange in which they uh have i guess new york centric i'll say conversations about uh wagering on on sports we talked current odds about some knicks we talked current odds about the knicks as a team we talked some other stuff uh we had a really fun conversation you're going to enjoy this one you're in for a treat today uh before we get to jeff though we have a special guest a couple of special guests i guess you've never heard these guys voices before jeremy cohen hello jeremy Hey, John. I like your beard today. You didn't like it two days ago? I liked it then. I like it now. I, I always like it, I just, but it looks especially bushier. And I like it. I think it looks good. Um, Listen, in fact, I'm, I'm complimenting you after yeah, no, I just, the smugness I'm, I'm just, that came radiating thank you. from I you on Sunday. I, I, I do appreciate it. Um, I'm just going to move on from, from bushier. Andrew Claudio, hello. Andrew, this is where you speak after I said hello. What is happening? <laughs> I didn't. Uh, John, I like your beard. Too. I like your your hair, too. Uh, this, this is all too much. Now. Yeah, um, I, I don't. Your I don't. nose, your musk. <laughs> I like being near you. Like after this, we should all go get an apartment together. 
I, it, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, I just maybe, started, maybe sit the next few plays out. Yeah, I just started saying things and they came out. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, <clears throat> we have uh, so you, we've been uh, hinting at this, teasing this, whatever you want to say over the last uh, few weeks. Uh, we we have an outing that we have now officially settled on a date and like what the deal is and the whole thing. Um, so we we just wanted to speak to that. Um, so I guess, Jeremy, you want to take it away? Sure. I'll gladly take it away. So uh, I'd mentioned before that we had a really great reception to our, our outreach in terms of having this type of event. And we're going to go through with it. So very excited to mention that it'll be the November 17th game, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time against uh, the Orlando Magic. Maybe Jonathan Isaac will be there. Uh, maybe he won't. I don't really know, but, <laughs> but we'll be there. Say. <laughs> <laughs> and the Knicks will be there uh, yeah. because they will also be vaccinated. Anyways, um, so some just things for you all to know. If you are interested in this game, uh, here's how it's going to work out. If you are a patron then you will have early access. Early access will last from Wednesday, today, as you're listening, uh, September 29th at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. What we'll do is we will release the sign-up link in Patreon. You have to be a patron, obviously, to receive it. Um, We don't necessarily expect it to get past early access, if we're being quite honest, based on the feedback that we've had. Um, But... If you feel like you want to become a patron and, and maybe get there soon enough, then that's certainly an option for you. Uh, we hope, you know, we're going to still keep a wait list. So even if we've sold out, we really want you to sign up because then we can also refer to that list for later and get an understanding of doing this event again and trying to bring more people and, and do what we can in that factor. So um, a couple things just so you all are aware of basically how it's going to go down. Um, so the cost of each ticket is $178. And that includes food and non-alcoholic beverages. And of course, the ability to go see the Knicks play basketball in a lounge with us and other people. Uh, there will also be what we're planning on is a pregame event. In the event that you do not or you're not able to get tickets uh, more a ticket, you can still come to the pregame event. It's free. We're working with MSG to find the right place. Um, I think actually what we might want to do is add that to the Google form as a result. So that that way we can get an understanding of how big the event might be. And then we can find the right space. So um, we will reach out to you if you have gotten there first and secured the tickets. Um, Transactions will be through Zelle or Venmo, preferably Zelle, but kind of skipping a few steps there. So we'll be notified, like I said. And then we'll proceed from there. Uh, everyone has to be vaccinated uh, just by submitting the info on the doc or the, the Google form. You're acknowledging that, you know, COVID and all that stuff. Uh, Get and then vaccinated, I guess, folks. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. It is. Um, and then the last thing is if you purchase the ticket, you know, it's yours. Um, <laughs> but we will work with you if you're unable to attend to find someone yeah, we're, who would want to take your place. We're going to wind up with a wait list for this thing. And um, again, this is just uh, an idea we conceived of kind of off the cuff and we were excited about it, but we, we honestly didn't know what the response would be. And it's kind of um, blown away even our wildest expectations. So um, the, the only thing I'll add is 
um, we're we're hoping it it's, uh, goes well and it's a fun night. And if it does, we'll definitely do another one of these um, mm-hmm. at least. So um, don't if you do miss out on this opportunity to come and, and catch a game with us in a suite, um, I'm, I'm sure there'll be more coming down the pike. Um, and that's why we really would love for you, even if you know, even if we sold out, please put your name on the wait list. Yeah. Tell us if you want to attend the the pregame event. Uh, we just we need to know for future reference and and yep. for beforehand. So yeah. please, we'd appreciate. Um, Andrew, any other stories you want to add in? Any any off the cuff uh, comments that come just <laughs> pop into your brain that you think are worth sharing? Or? So all I will say is because we've we started off saying this isn't a Patreon event, but the more and more demands, this may end up being like, like we're gonna have a waiting list before yeah. we uh, all is said and done. I just wanted. To, if I could sell the Patreon one more time, guys, for seven bucks a month, you get an extra Patreon, an extra Nick's Film School podcast episode a week. We've been putting a lot of work into this. We've been doing um, drafts of uh, not, like non-Nick stuff. We did a draft for the all-decade team in the 2010s, all-decade team in the 2000s. And, and soon to come in my wheelhouse, all-decade draft for the 90s. There I'm already go. preparing for that bad boy. There you go. We we have a lot of preseason stuff coming up yes. with uh, a prediction for the entire Eastern Conference, the Western Conference, the NBA. We're going to do an over under episode. We're going to do uh, an all wins draft where the four of us, the us three and Chris will go through the league and draft a seven uh, team, seven man team of NBA teams where the most wins combined from all of the teams will be who wins. So basically we get to decide who we think is going to win most games in the league this year. Um, we have a lot of fun content and it's going to be happening all throughout the season. And so if you're just wondering why I have to sign up for Patreon in order to have early access, it's because you don't just get early access. You get this incredible thing called the Knicks Film School Patreon that I personally may be biased, but can fully recommend as a quality product. I, you know, I hate self-promotion, but I think that I think the stuff we put out on, on Patreon yeah. is pretty good. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for what's coming up. And and the only other thing I'll throw in is um, when we first launched, launched the Patreon, um, I was did a couple like what I was calling, I think, Macri's minis, where I would just kind of spout out about some NBA thought or another for 10, 15 minutes. Um, I haven't done one of those in a while because it's been summertime and nothing's been going on. But uh, I will be uh, doing more of those as the season moves forward, because as should shock no one, um, I have a lot of random NBA thoughts that come into my head on a regular basis, and I just feel the need to talk about them. So this gives me an excuse to talk about them into a microphone. That's it. We got an interview right now with Jeff Johnson. So stick around uh, for that. And we hope you enjoy. Joining me now on the Knicks Film School podcast. I'm a fan of this person and I'm a little, I'm a, I got to tell you, I'm a little unnerved because he just told me he's a fan of mine, which is always weird to hear. Um, yeah, he, fan, is, <laughs> he is the host of uh, the Betting Exchange, a uh, new show on MSG Networks. Um, he is also the host of the premiere the premium, I, every statistic that you could find about which is the <laughs> the best um, po- podcast about power, the very popular show Power, uh, they all point to his being Power After Hours. Um, he's also a managing producer of Bleacher Report. Uh, Jeff Johnson, welcome 
to the next film school podcast. How are you, man? My man, Macri. I'm on Macri's show. Like I, I had to listen. I had to go break out my statistics books from from college <laughs> just to make sure that I, I had my linear regression models locked in. I had I had I, you know algebra, geometry, I, 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 all the math I had to study up for just to make sure that I spoke intelligently on this show. So I'm 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 ready, man. This this is actually really dope, man. You're like one of the one of the main people in terms of the Knicks and now NBA because we can say I know you might be humble, but you do all that. NBA now, but you are Knicks, Knicks centric, but the, the world that you cover the NBA world around. So just having your voice in Knicks Twitter from, from where we were to where we are, to where we hope we'll be, where we hope future, to be right. It's, it's been great. So this is, you, you caught the wave at the right time. I'm going to like that. Now you now keep, keep sailing up. Let's hope we all keep sailing up. I was about to say, I would like for this team to continue winning for a myriad Please. reasons, but yes, <laughs> uh, it's, I'll, I'll go off track early on. It usually takes me a while, but I'll, I'll get right to it because I was doing some research for something um, earlier today. Do you know that the last, the, how many times since 1997, the Knicks have had, uh, what was it that I found top 10 net ratings for two consecutive years? So that's like offensive and defense, offensive and defensive rating. Offensive right? and defensive like rating. It puts the them rating, in the top right. 10. So we're um, talking in the since 1997, so about 25 years, quarter of a century. How many times they've done it back to back? I want to, oh, back to back. Yes, back to back. 90, 97, 98, and 98, 99. So it's funny you say that because I immediately was like, it was definitely like 97, 98, 99. They didn't do it back to back those years. I don't even know if they were in the top 10 either of those years. It was 2011, 12, and then 2012, 13. It was the yeah, only time. That was going to be my second one. Cause I know 99 was the lockout year and the, and the surprise yeah. because we didn't expect that to happen. So no. maybe not then, but I would, but 97 and 98, I would believe 96, 97, 97. I would have believed that. Cause I, I really wish they would have got the shot. If, 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 if Miami didn't happen, I would have liked to see what would have happened. I would have loved to have seen it. Well, I don't know what would have happened, but I would have loved to have had the opportunity to see what would have happened. I too would have liked to see what would have <laughs> happened in the 96, 97 season. Um, you are a very popular man these days because you have a lot going on. And um, one of the things that you have going on is uh, you are talking about the NBA and betting, yes. which is a world that I'm, I got to tell you, I'm fascinated by. Mm-hmm. And like for someone who doesn't actually put um, money down on games, because um, I think my I think my wife would harm me if I put like part of my income on like into like, yeah, I, I think the Clippers are going to cover the spread tonight or whatever. That's else the concession that would break the camels back. <laughs> I think that might be the one that's like it's not that heavy. It's it only takes a toothpick to break it oh, uh, if, you, if you pile up enough on and God knows I do. Um, but it's a world I'm intrigued in. And I'm just curious to start. Like, how did you. How did you get into it? Like, what, what interests you about NBA and, and betting? So I've, I've been, NBA is my favorite sport. Basketball in general is my favorite sport. So I've, I've been an NBA fan for years, you know. Um, I, I'll say with betting, the, the cool thing about the betting exchange is that we're, we've created it for, or we want it to be like all levels to enjoy. Okay. Most notably the individual, like someone like you, who's just getting in casual, better, sure. who you may not really bet on it, but you may want to learn some terms and hear from people who are actual experts do it. So we have a whole range like Katie. Katie's an expert. We usually bring we had Minty and Alex on on our first two shows who are sports experts. We've had Eric Coleman the last two weeks, who's an athlete and getting into it as well. And then you have someone like me where 
my my gambling, my betting is more gambling because I'm, I'm a casino <laughs> but that's the guy. Best kind. Right. I'm a casino guy. And also I say like I have a I, I'm a computer science major. So I'm I'm, I'm you got to know math. I'm sorry. Y'all, if you, if you found a way around it, I will not hate. But you need to know some type of math. It's just math and statistics and all of that with me. You know, like I like I, I will tell people all the time who want to listen. You go you play blackjack to to build the money. Shout out to my guy, Sean. He, he put me on this. You black, play blackjack to build the money to go risk it all on crap with craps. Right. So I just <laughs> I just like games of chance. I just like I, I just like I, I just like games of chance. Right. And with with betting, because I've been involved in digital media for a while, you have to figure out what the next waves are and where the most concentration, the untapped resources and potential. And right now, other than gaming, which I, I can I can lament on what what I would have been if this was in when I was a kid. Oh, man, I might have been Keanu in the Matrix. Like you might have had to jack in every system into my cerebral cortex. And I, I would have been a billionaire, bro. I'd have been. A I was about to say it, it's it's actually tough for me because I, I, I think I'm a little bit older than you. I'm, I'm pushing 40. It is actually really difficult for me to wrap my head around where like. I used to sit with my little controller and play Super Mario Brothers one and two and I think three. And like, I think I, I had a couple advanced systems briefly, but like to where it is now where there's stadiums to watch this shit, we're getting off topic, but like, it's right, just, right. it's crazy how this, that's, this is advanced. Yeah. So I, I got a, I got a lot of great advice and just what I was seeing that, you know, we, we need to get, get involved in betting before everybody's involved in betting. It's, it's funny enough. It's kind of like podcasting. It's kind of like what blogging, blogging was before that. You bit. know, you, you get to the point where everybody's doing it. Then you get to oversaturation where the best of the best will be yeah. the ones that ascend to the next level. But by that time, you should have been on what you're doing after that. Like, you know, I know y'all y'all are on YouTube as well. So it's like YouTube is one of those things that's institutionalized now where you need to have video. Video is the future, like it or not. Right. But you'll have your dedicated people who will listen, just like my podcast. I wouldn't be able to have YouTube if I didn't have the podcast listeners. Yes. And there's always going to be listeners who that's how auditorily, that's how they get their, 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 um, their entertainment. And that's how they want to experience you. So you serve multiple platforms. That's kind of like what I did with media is I wanted to make sure that I was into betting. So because we live in New York, so you already know that betting struggle. We didn't really have mobile betting to even test like that mobile sports betting. So I would just watch, watch, look at lines, study, study on my own and, and figure out what all the terms meant. Like, I'm not going to be, uh, so you're um, self-taught basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm self-taught. I'm not, I would, I'm not a betting expert. I, actually with me, I'm the voice of the fan. I'm the voice of the New York fan in well, betting. We have a lot I, of, we have a lot in common then. Right. Because like, again, I feel funny whenever people are like, Oh, you're an expert on the Knicks. I'm like, I'm not an expert on the Knicks. I just watch the Knicks a lot. I think about the Knicks a lot and I read other people's thoughts about it. Yeah, that's it. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's so, if you want to talk about like betting levels, I would definitely fall somewhere in the middle. Like okay. whatever, if there's a if there's a purgatory between novice and intermediate, that is my world. That is like my territory, right? So it's it's someone who's learning every day. And then, you know, if I feel like going to Jersey <laughs> to make bets or waiting until the Super Bowl, because February 2022, I believe, is when mobile betting is going to kick in for New York State, right? Ooh, it's so, going to be dangerous. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's very much so. But I just don't know how they let they're allowing Jersey to get these millions and millions and millions of tax dollars 
And I know it must be way more complicated politics. No, but, but I just feel like you when there's that much money involved. No, it's, listen, follow the money. I mean, it's it's an expression that you could apply to any walk of life and it's going in that direction. Why fight it? Um, I really appreciate what you said, though, about it's not just getting in first. It's not just being the best um, or being very being good. And it, it, you have to kind of have a little bit of luck in, in both areas. A little bit of foresight. Um, and ultimately, you have to put out a product that people want to engage with. And you have clearly done that. Um, and I think what's nice about sports gambling is even if you're someone like me, who I, I may not, not, not yet, maybe we'll, we'll talk to the wife a little bit. We'll talk, <laughs> um, I may not be placing a ton of wagers for whatever reason. I like to listen to people talk about it and talk about their experiences and their thoughts about it. There's something about the subject matter that I, and again, you could probably put a, your finger on it better than me, that it's just like, it's entertaining for me. I could, I believe it. You, you love math. If, if, if I, anybody I ever said do. that you didn't yeah. love math, then they'd it's be a lying. little bit. It, yeah. so, so that's what it is. Cause then you think about, think about what you've done with advanced, advanced analytics, right? Sure. Advanced stats and whatnot. Right. Um, You think in terms of they're not robots. And that's the thing that everybody this isn't plug and play. That's the one thing I could tell you about sports betting. It's not plug and play. We're not robots. If what we're saying is if you perform to what statistically you say you're supposed to perform, if two teams perform what they what we expect. Yes. Predict. Then if they face each other, then 75 percent of the time, team A should beat team B. Yes. But it's that 25% that makes it interesting when you break it into like spreads, money line, and, and over-unders and all those things. So you think just think think about it day to day. We how much you ant- agonize over a Knicks game and who's gonna come off the bench and depending on the matchup, like is quickly gonna be is gonna have more space or or are they gonna focus on him? Then the, the betting line will say, okay, what's the over-under? For example, what's over under on how many threes quickly is going to hit? So if we say you would win a hundred, you would win double your money if okay. quickly had to hit three or more three plus threes in a game against, let's say the Cavs. Okay, you're probably so taking that defense. every time. You probably, yes, let, let's say what we know. You're probably yes. taking that quickly can get three threes off. That's a good bet. So here, what happens is you'll you'll have you'll have the other factors. First of all, in, there's no injury caveat. No. Um, let, let's say they're there. Let's say this one game, they just decided to focus on, on, on quickly. You weren't, you probably weren't planning for that. Right. Or let's say Austin Rivers decides to go off for five threes in a quarter right. against the Utah right. Jazz and quickly right. standing there just watching him like these. Things exactly. Happen. You don't, you don't plan for these things. And the thing about why they say like with Vegas, the house always wins, they can make bets and ent- um, enticing enough for you to say, I think that can happen. Yeah. Let me put my money on it. It's just like you'd be at the blackjack table. I think if I take one more hit, I could get to 21. And, and the, a lot of the odds may say, might say yes. But the thing is, it's, it's, it's similar to batting averages, right? Yeah. You think about it. Some of the greatest players of all time hit the ball three times out of 10. <laughs> but they, they got it recorded out seven times. So you're just hoping that one of those three times hits for you. And that you have made the 
appropriate wager that is going to make the payoff, you know, right. Significant right. enough. Cause you it, can bet any amount that, which is also good. Like you could start off small and then yeah. that's why a lot of, that's why the parlay bets where it's like, you need 12 things to happen consecutively to win where people will put down $2 and they potentially could win 80 K because the <laughs> odds of all of those consecutive and for those yeah. who know math and statistics, compounding the, the averages over and over, it gets to an astronomical um, uh, odd that you could put down two dollars and win like seventy k, for example. Those are so, the most enticing ones I I see. And I wonder, you just—I'm really just thinking about this off the cuff. I wonder how. So last season, I don't know how you feel. For me, just uh, again observing the league was so—I don't say batshit crazy, but it seemed like every night you would turn on, you know, league pass or whatever, and there was any number of results where you're like, this, something is odd here. Like, why is this team so vastly underperforming against this other crappy team or, Mm -hmm. you know, the the other, the other way around. Um, And I wonder how many people like just were beating their head against the walls on parlay bets because that like the thing about a parlay, again, you said it, you need them all to hit. It's not like (laughs) if you make three out of four, you know, two out of three or three out of four, four, five. And I, I just, to me, the NBA in trying to make parlay bets is probably the toughest. That's the toughest thing. But at the yeah. same time, like you said, the numbers make it enticing enough. You know, right? Football, football is probably the most fun because it's it's with basketball, especially throughout the season. You know, early on October, November, people are still trying to get their teams are still trying to get their footing, yeah. figure out who they are. Then, then you know, with load management and punting away games and stuff like that. You can, you can get, it can get real funny with it, but with football every week pretty much matters. So, so you're, yes. you're dealing with, and, and, and you're also dealing with teams league uh, division aside that don't really play each other as much as opposed to like, you know, NBA where we might see the Pacers three times or yes. we might see the heat two times or whatever you, you don't, you don't know, but it's like one game, Based off trends, what's going to happen? So, so that's kind of the way a lot of these a lot of these folks think about it. I, I mean, I know just because I started paying attention to this a little bit into the year. At one point, I, I should know whether they finished as the best, but at one point, the Knicks were the best uh, team against the spread in the entire league. I remember hearing that they had like a streak where they just kept covering. They kept oh covering. my god, like, win or I mean, loss, they just kept covering. Yes, and I, I mean, I think there was like a twenty game stretch where they covered like sixteen or seventeen games out of, out of that. Um, I imagine that. Well, I, I'll ask you. How do you like? To me, the smartest thing to do if you're going to be betting in season just on straight, like, is this team going to cover the spread against this team? I, I is, do you think it's smart to like just look for those trends? Like, would you have gotten on the Knicks at some point earlier last season and then just like kept riding the wave? I don't like betting against teams. I betting with teams I root for. Okay, there you go. I Good hate man. it. Good I, man. You can probably blame me for Saquon's injury last year because he was definitely on my fantasy team. And <laughs> man, I'm sorry. Like Saquon, I'm I not a giant fan, so I don't mind. I, right? I, I, I hear there may you. be one on this, on this <laughs> but uh, I, I left the I left the load. I left the load this season. But yeah, I, I would say you know what. As I continue to learn about about betting and trends, I don't get caught up in those type of things like, you know, they cover it all the time. That just means that whatever the result was that they could be on a five game losing streak and they're just saying they're going to lose by X amount every week or they're going to lose by less than what you thought. So, like, sure. let's say they were 
the Knicks were minus minus seven against the uh, against the Lakers. Right. OK. That just means that if you take them, you think, oh, they're going to play a close game against the Lakers. So if they lose, they're going to lose by six or less or they may win. So okay. remember, remember when they went on that, the the the, the West nine game swing there, even that, but the, like that. The, yeah. The, the streak that cl- to close out when they sure when it was like murderous row and somehow. Tibbs yep. emptied the clip and made sure they made it to the field. God, God bless that, man. But <clears throat> that would have probably been a part where they were covering because no one expected them to do that on the road. No. So it's like if you just kept taking the Knicks, the Knicks spread and they went on that streak, that's why you won. So then someone like you who's looking at it a little deeper may say, OK, they've been playing like this. They're playing schemes. What, what do the Lakers have to deal with? What, what's coming up? Like, is it an afternoon game? Is it an yeah. evening game? Did they, did they get in the night before on the West coast? Did they get I, the lag out? Is, is those, this is where those, like the major betters, the sharps, what they call them, like the people who's in the money who do this for a living. That's the type of the level eight <laughs> of research that they're doing just to try to figure out something that at the end of the day involves human players and anything yeah. could happen. <laughs> well, but it does. But like you mentioned the sharks, that's, I remember, you know, when I used to listen, listen to um, like when Simmons would would talk about like mm-hmm. you know, guessing the lines and whatnot, they would always know like the line opened at this and then the the, <laughs> the sharps like got to it and then the, the line immediately moved. And you see this with like Super Bowl bet a lot, like it'll open to something. And then move. Mm-hmm. I, I find that stuff fascinating. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady. 
a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So you are a Nick fan, so yes, I feel like it would be only um, – appropriate to go through some of the bets that are on the board for the Knicks. And I, I'm curious if you disagree with me on any of these, because per, for me, mm-hmm. for me, just, it's just me, the juice is not worth the squeeze on any of these. I don't like the odds enough to be able to put down money on any of the, in, we'll talk about some individual stuff that we'll go team. Um, so we got to start with MVP. So the, I actually was a little bit surprised to see Julius Randall, like with his own, Set of odds for MVP, which is which uh, is respect from which from Vegas it, and the betters to say that he could somehow get in that conversation. Absolutely. And I it is respect. So it is 66 to one. So it's plus 6600. Great. Right. Great odds. I don't like. But this is one of those things where if you know the NBA, you know, the history of MVP. Mm-hmm. You know that your preseason list is kind of like, you know, your 10 or 12 guys who you think have a real shot at it. Like it's going to be one of those 10 or, 10 or 12 guys. And usually it's going to be like one of like three or four guys. Right. Um, are you, are you in on Julius Randall at 66 to one to me? Julius Randall is kind of like, I don't know if you follow um, soccer or world football as our friends, as everywhere else other than us calls it. Right. I, I'm um, only vaguely familiar. Vaguely. Okay. So I don't know if you remember the team Leicester city in the premier league that came out of nowhere. They were like one of the biggest sports stories that year that won the premier league. And I, they, I it would this. be like, would be a good NBA comparison. Who's a? It would be like Memphis, Memphis and Jaws second year winning the winning the um winning the, the championship? NBA title, winning okay. the NBA title, or or maybe even the Western Conference. Okay, but 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 title for title, it would be like Memphis coming out that you some think- someone that you just did not see. They probably were playing for the play in or the eighth seed. It would be like them winning. You know what I mean? Not even Portland because. Portland would be like kind of like a middle of the road team. This was somebody who wasn't even in the radar and and someone they had astronomical odds and some degenerate put money on them and probably retired after that. I was about to say, God bless that person. (laughs) That to me, Julius is, 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 is like a Leicester city bet to me because if he wins the MVP, that means something, something mag magnificent happened or or, or terrific. However, whatever adjective you want to um, say, like a spectacle occurred that we do not know is going to happen yet. No. Right. And and probably several bad things happened to. Right. Right. Several players who were in. That's what I'm saying. So it'd be, it's it's, it's cataclysm on one side and, 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 and joy in New York. Right. Because he somehow won the war of attrition to win MVP. I don't, I don't like that. I I remember seeing, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I apologize, but I think like Steph, Bradley Bill at one point was the front was was the front runner, but those lines moved. Luca's like at plus four hundred. I think he was last time or something like. He's the leader now, so he's still as as far as I could tell, he's still the leader of plus four hundred. Now, notably, he was the bet. I believe he was the betting favorite before last season as well. Right. So right. this is not out of the blue. The only surprise surprises for me because if you look at again the history of the MVP, kind of goes to guys often who have won before um, mm-hmm. and. You know, guys who have won recently, sometimes right. back to back. Giannis, you could get at eight to one. He's plus eight hundred. And Jokic, I honestly, I, I don't think he's good. I get it because Murray's injured and the whole thing. It's plus sixteen hundred. 
There's been a lot of back-to-back winners for MVP. I was right. just surprised to see the, the odds that high, but you know. Yeah. I I would I tell I tell you this, Macri. If 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 you're getting eight to one on Giannis and 16 to one, to me, if you're putting if you're putting a hundred down, that's a safer hundred to bet. That's right. a safe. Like if you have money that you don't care what happens to it, throw it on Julius. You're not gonna see it again. You're not gonna see it again. But you, I would, I would put it on Giannis. I put on. I'd even, I might even throw something on LeBron. If 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 everything breaks a certain way, I could see you're not the year nineteen narrative. He might have won it. They win sixty games, bro. Yeah. They, they he has it. If he didn't he get hurt, it. I think the narrative would. The narrative was picking up steam, mm-hmm. and then and then he got hurt, and then mm-hmm. the team fell apart. But pl- again, plus fourteen hundred. You, you yeah. can do worse. Hard, Harden plus two thousand. Like that, like this is money that you can win. Like, it, that, but then, like that's it. the other thing that speaks to the league right now, right? There's so many people who we can legitimately say, if X Y Z happens, they could win the MVP, and it's not something as as astronomical as what might have to happen for Julius because he he's gonna have to clear the Nets, the defending oh, champion, so it, just alone, just alone, and all those individual players. So they would have to get the one seed. First of all, they'd have to get the one seed for him to win MVP. I wonder. One or two. One, one or two. two. If, two of the net, if two is the Nets, yeah. I mean, if one is the Nets, yeah. two, I'd say that. Or yeah. even if it was top three, and let's say the difference was one game, one game, two games. I, he, I can't, I, yeah. You can't fathom that, right? No, no, no. Not, I mean, look, not I would realistically. Love to, I, I, am, I am Mr. Kool-Aid. I don't even know if I have that much <laughs> in my... In my picture, uh, slightly better odds. Um, mm-hmm. A guy who finished third in, in six man of the year last year. Derek Rose, longer odds this time around. He's tied for fifth. He's plus 1,600. So, again, you're getting 16 to one odds for the guy who, like, if he was in New York for all of last year, probably wins it. Maybe mm-hmm. wins it. I don't know. No. It's a weird situation with Alfred. Like, again, do I like it enough to put money down? I don't think so. But, like, again, it's, it's pretty good. Pretty good odds. Those are good. Like, if, if you told me as a Knicks fan, which one would, would I bet? Like from what you just those two so oh, far, I, I, I bet Rose Rose every time. But 100%. six man to me, and you tell you tell me if I'm wilding, John. I think six six man is the one that you don't really see coming. I mean, you know, Lou will Lou will kind of retired into <laughs> retired himself in it, right? Like yeah. Lou will doesn't really get considered anymore. With Jamal Crawford ain't around, you know what I'm saying? Like like there was people who usually staples in the award. Kuzma yes. you got to consider because he's a previous winner. But I feel like someone else well, will emerge. I, I think that's one where someone emerges. And then to me, the one where it's like, um, and I, I might have to bring in Andrew for this one, where you're just throwing shit against the wall and you're hoping something sticks is most approved player. So obviously Julius won last year. I think Andrew. Yeah, he did. Goddamn <laughs> right. He something did. about that. <laughs> so Jeff, here, here's the deal. So early in the year, we had no idea if this is real, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I started looking at the odds. And I just made the calculation that if this is real, Julius plus 5,000 to win most improved player. When, when were those? Uh, beginning this was season? like er, this was early, this was early. February I, last yeah, year. So I was early. like, listen, if this is real, those are great odds. Oh, that and was I, after, after I even hedged, it, uh, it was no, before don't he forget, we started late. All-Star. So oh, that's started, right. Started we're talking late, a yeah. month into the season. And yeah. I like, listen, for people on this podcast that are tired of me talking about this bet. Listen. Okay, you don't care. 
like, I don't care. Like this, this is where my math came in and my expertise came in the two of you and your worlds combined and it happened, but it was a calculation. And I looked ahead and obviously it worked out. I even hedged it with RJ because people started to chatter of maybe RJ Barrett's mm. actually the most improved player. And I had him at plus 10,000. So, yeah. And so this was you. even before he got announced as an all-star that it was plus 5,000. Once, once the all-star stuff happened, he started, it was down to like plus 350. And then the nine game winning streak, it was over. He started doing like a press tour with Woj on his <laughs> yeah, pod. And it was like, oh, maybe Julius Randle is actually the MVP. Okay. So then I knew most improved players done. You know what that was to me, Macri? That's like when you see the person at the blackjack table that has like three and five, then they flip two, then they flip three. Then mm-hmm. they, and we're, we're inching to 21. And well, they're so, they like, all right, I know I shouldn't. This is like the 10th call. Yeah, yeah. I know I shouldn't, but I'm going to. And they hit 21. That's yeah. how I, that's the, that's the, the joy that I feel for you right now. Man. Can I give you the baseball one that ended my luck? Like my streak officially ran out. What did so, you pick? So Jacob DeGrom, right? Like New York, uh-huh. Met great. Yeah. I had him to win the MVP at plus 1300. And he, for half the season, he was the best pitcher I've ever seen. That and elbow, he did because what elbow. he was doing wasn't human. So clearly the His body side of him was like, <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to be able to do this. We're not letting you throw the rest of the year. Oh, man, so. that's not a bad. That wasn't a bad bet. Oh, no, he, it's he just mortal. All he needed was run support. You also mentioned the fact that like betting with your teams, I, I touched the money. I bet with my team. And then as a result, the whole sky came falling down. I will say if I can counterpoint your don't bet with your teams, mm-hmm. I'll be betting against my New York Jets the rest of the season. A very safe bet. I think anybody can make going forward. That would be my advice. I think you're allowed to do that. Um, I don't know. I, I like RJ Barrett this season at plus 3000. I think that's like, personally, I think I like that a little. I like it definitely more than the Randall at, at plus 6,600 for, um, for MIP at, for most approved player. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I, I even like it a little bit more, I think, than uh, Derek Rose. I, I don't, I don't know. Unless Andrew sucked all the juice out of the, the most improved player. Juju for for the next, which is possible. So, so let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Do you think? Because we we can we can say we can say with some level of confidence that narrative has a factor in every individual award, right? I like narrative has a factor. Yes, but I think it it you could argue it has more of a factor in this particular award because it is so vague and no one knows what the hell to make <laughs> of it. Like, what does it mean to be like? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So then my follow up is, do you think national media is going to give that narrative to R.J. Barrett? I, that's why I wouldn't put my money on him. I mean, the, the rookie, the, ro- the rookie of the year thing. Um, what was the next thing that he got? Uh, was it that he didn't make the um, he didn't make the all rookie team, that's the all rookie yeah. team, either then either all rookie team. He, all these lists where there's top 10 of something yep. and he ends up at number 11. No, but see, there's the narrative. The there's the narrative. He has been underestimated since the and, and shunned in the whole mm. thing since the moment he came into the league. And now, and, but again, how how high do the Knicks need to finish for him to be in this conversation? Because if you, I think here's the narrative. He is the second best player on the X best team in the league. If they're the sixth best team in the league and he's establishes himself as, as the second best player on the team, then there's a case. Right. That uh, is that going to happen? I I, I, don't I, I feel I feel like at times uh, people who cover basketball want him to be something that he's not. 
Yes. Like they, they want him to be something that he's not or that he hasn't been yet. And his trajectory, because I'm like, if, if this if this type of stuff was around someone like Giannis back in the day, what, what would we have said? You know, because oh. I, I just I, and we I think when, when Giannis first came out, everybody was like, he's a project. He's a project. But he kept developing and developing. And then one day we woke up. And yeah. Just, oh, this guy's a problem. Well, but, yeah. You, know, you saw he doesn't get that same promise. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, so yeah. Like, I would put yeah. I, I would say that's a, I'm sorry. I would say that 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 is a better bet. Because it's all a gamble in that in that category. Yeah. I feel like it's all a gamble. So if you're yes. if you're gambling, why not? If you're gambling, if you're gambling, gamble. if you're gonna say, I think that if RJ takes the next step, he's at least gonna be top consideration for the award. Why not? Why not put money on it and see what happens? I'm with you. Um, I will not be putting favor uh, money on the favorite for NBA Coach of the Year. That would be Steve Nash in Brooklyn. Um, I, I would I, I would go ahead and light that money on fire if I had won it. Um, <laughs> that's what do you think? You think if they finish top seed in the league, he gets it automatically? I just I don't even know how to wrap my head around what what is that narrative? Your second, well, I guess now your third best player came out. What was it before last season? Right. And said, we don't have a coach. Mm -hmm. Steve Nash, you're not like he didn't say this, but like Steve Nash, you're not the coach. We're all co whatever the fuck he meant, communal coaches of this <laughs> team, right? So you have that, but at the same time, and talk about speaking it into existence, if he keeps this thing on the straight and narrow this year with the nonsense going on with Irving, and we, you know, we don't need to get into that, but like if he keeps the shit moving in the right direction, again. It's all about the narrative. There's your narrative. Yeah, he, he doesn't have to be a coach. A he has to be a manager. Exactly. Like a little, you get yeah. what I'm saying? If he can yeah. manage that team to where they need to be and handle all of the moving parts, egos, whatever, whatever you want to call it. I, I even feel like he's not even looking for that. He's just here to manage the team and, and get the most out of them as yeah. a player, who a coach who used to be a player yes. who, know, who knows how to run a team as a point guard. He's just like, bro, well, we, let's go out and play ball. Let's see what happens. If he gets the coach of the year, I feel like he there's probably a part of him inside that's like, I want to be respected as a coach too. But I don't think his ego is that huge to push well, he, that on the rest of the squad, which is why can't he can't have an ego. That's why he's there. They needed a coach for this team that had like zero ego. Whereas with with the Knicks, I think they actually needed someone who's like, no, I'm the, the guy who could come in and, and get this done. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, perfect transition. So Atlantic division odds right now. See, this this is why I would push back against Nash. They're, they're minus 225 to win the division. It's like your your odds on favorite. Um, Sixers are second at plus 280. Celtics. I, I, I'm not surprised the Celtics are ahead of the Knicks here. Plus 1200. I'm surprised. They're essentially half as good odds because the Knicks are plus 2,500. So they're essentially telling you that they think it's twice as likely that the Celtics are going to win the Atlantic division as it is the Knicks. Yeah. I, so 25 to one, here's the argument. And it's not an argument anyone is, is going to want to hear, but here's the argument. They make a trade and we know the type of trade that I'm talking about, but like, come on. You, it you, takes it takes one Lillard? superstar to get Lillard. Hurt. You talking Lillard or I think that's if Portland starts out like I would. I know there's not odds on like when will Dame get traded, but like if Portland starts out, you know, five and fifteen. I'm not saying they will, but like if they did, red alarm bells would be going off anywhere, everywhere, and like 
if they did pull that, putting aside whether it's in the best interest of the franchise or not, if they did pull that off, like, aren't they in the conversation? I don't know. Maybe. I, I, First of all, it's it's hard for me to care about the Atlantic Division anymore with the way it was restructured. You know, this so how we care we care about more of the very conference true. now. Like, very good. I don't want to see another banner in the in, in Garden until it's a it's a championship banner. You know what I mean? I used to love them when we were when we had yes. the the goal of winning the championship, and I don't want to see any more banners. No, right? But I agree with you. I would have to ask, how do you look? And this is part of the betting psychology too, right? We have these conversations. There's no way the Celtics could finish above of the Knicks. If you if you objectively look at their off seasons and with the team that they have and the team that they have now, you can probably make cases. But double, double, that's why that I can surprised. entice you to say, I know the Knicks are going to do X, Y, Z. So so you 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 try to think this is part of like my ongoing education into betting. Right. Why would that? Why would it be half half as much? Right. Or, or you know, yeah, 12 to one versus 25 to one. Exactly. And I would say one. They think that the midnight is going to strike on the Knicks and we're going to turn into pumpkins. Well, right. That's what that's the it, biggest yes. one. They cannot replicate that again. So if, if if they may be like a game off, but they, they're not going to win the division because they can't replicate that again. That to me is probably the biggest narrative. People need to see it happen twice. For them to start really putting that confidence in the Knicks. That's the only thing I could think of. Because no, I agree. We you. literally got Fournier, got Kemba. Their team is pretty much solid. They have a whole new coach, um, which Brad Stevens is in as the GM. I feel yes. like the Knicks legitimately Udoka's got better. Yep. And the only question, really, the question mark is the same question mark. A lot of teams are coming into is is injuries, right? Uh, Rose and Kemba, yes. I was about to say it's a bigger question with the Knicks because Knicks, the yeah. point guards are both thirty. So, so you can yeah. see kind of the psychology, but to me, it's like double, double, like twelve yeah. versus twenty four. I don't know if that's if that's going to um, shake out like that. I just hope that they can prove people wrong again. I hope so, too. And if anybody out there is is listening, I will I will pop my gambling cherry. If you can, if you're if you run a, a betting website and you could give me odds on the Knicks to finish second in the Atlantic division. I'm not I'm not saying I'm picking it yet, but I want to see the odds. That's all I, just, I want. I would like to see Because what is Philly going to like? Is Philly that good without Ben? Because Ben Simmons, it, it, how it all the report. You tell me NBA so reporter. It I, sounded like it's listen, a wrap, right? I just pulled it up. I pulled it up two, two minutes before you came on. I'm like, you know what? Before Jeff comes on, I, I said to Andrew, can I let me just pull up the odds on Ben Simmons next team? And I pulled it up because I'm like, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. I, I don't. I don't see how they don't they're like they're going to trade him. He's never going to play another game for the Sixers. That much is obvious. I guess the thing that I'm wondering is if you're Daryl Morey and you really don't think much of any of the packages that are available out there. I, I kind of think there's a chance he tells Ben Simmons, OK, go take your ball and go home. We'll call you when somebody offers a deal that we like. But like what's going to change in a month or two months or three months? Like that's, that's the gamble. And like, do you, if you're Maury, are you okay with Philly, you know, missing out on whatever talent you're going to be able to get for Simmons now? That's what I don't really know. Um, but it's, I, I don't know why, what, what do you expect to happen with, with Ben? Um, I thought, I think the current odds, it was, uh, you want me to give was, them to you? Yeah, please, it, it's, please. It's, so I can't remember off the top of Timberwolves my head. are plus two fifty, Right. Um, Rockets and Kings are both plus 500. Warriors plus six hundred, mm-hmm. Blazers, which uh, they're not—they're not trading Dame for him right now. I don't know, maybe in time. Plus six fifty, 
And then everybody else is is plus uh, the Raptors the and Spurs, Spurs are plus aren't 1, the Spurs in in like ten to one or something like plus that? Plus at that, exactly. You hit it on the head. Spurs at yeah, plus I'm, plus we one thousand. Just talking about that. I remember last week or whatever we were talking. We were talking about that just in, in general before it didn't make the show, but it was something to consider. I I would you know the Timberwolves. Uh, uh, shout out to my guy Barf, who's a big from Minnesota, big Timberwolves fan. He has this plan where they're gonna get they're gonna have D'Lo and Cat and, oh. and all their people and, and Edwards and. and Edwards, like, that. and, and, like that's what he would love to happen, but I, I'm I don't know how he gets there. The only way I like the Rockets because will Maury just say fuck it? We'll take John Wall. We'll take at least we know he'll play. Oh boy, John, and at least we'll know he'll shoot. At least we'll know he'll shoot. We're gonna lose something. We're gonna um, lose. We're gonna lose something on defense that you're gonna lose regardless. But yeah. you're getting someone who can play NBA basketball. I'm you not know, saying it's the best thing, but you know, when you're trading in items, you you can't really be a beggar, especially in this situation. Well, um, no, but it's it's interesting you say that because like John Wall, physically, what is he? Not what he was. He was also on whatever his numbers last year were. They were really bad. He was very mm-hmm. inefficient. He was not good at the rim, the whole thing. He mm-hmm. was playing on the worst team in the league. I understand he didn't necessarily help them become better than the worst team in the league, but he was playing on the worst team in the league. May he have a little bit more left in the tank and if you, if the Rockets are going to throw in several picks over the course of time, but again, do they want to do that? Um, same thing with Minnesota. Like if Minnesota is going to throw a bunch of their own firsts on the table to make whatever crap offer with, you know, Macau Beasley and whoever else uh, mm-hmm. enticing. I don't know. It depends on what Daryl Morey wants. I just, you know, do you think I, they're good enough without Simmons to be better than the Knicks? That's a great question. Um, Oh, I, I, this is a you can save save it for the save it for the newsletter. Save it for the newsletter. No, no. I mean, it's it's <laughs> this is one of those things where I have to be honest. And the honest answer is, I I, I probably I would say no. I think if it, if you just give me a team with Embiid, Tobias Harris, Maxi, Seth. Um, Seth is Seth, Seth, Seth is still with them, right? Seth, yes, Seth is still there. Um, I think they they have some other, you know, they're not the deepest team in terms of like real high quality NBA players, but Doc's a good regular season coach, regardless of what he is mm-hmm, or he's not mm-hmm. in the playoffs. And like it comes down to Embiid. Embiid was going to be the runner up for MVP or he was the runner up for MVP last year. Right. He might have won the thing if he had stayed healthy, but you got his health issue. I don't know. I, I think um, I would give the Knicks a puncher's chance to finish ahead of them if you just took Simmons out of the equation altogether. But as currently constituted, I I think I'd still I think I'd still take Philly. Okay, and and they've been a team for a while. They've they've been together. They have the better player. I get I get all of that. Yeah. But I, I not even on the head to head because I, I definitely understand what you're saying about um about like the regular season. And this is the other thing when I'm because when I'm thinking about the regular season, I don't know what Tom. T- Thibodeau thinks about the postseason. I know yeah. he's a great postseason coach. Like he, he does his thing, but you know, he cares about every single game. Every and I single, think every single minute of every but, single game. You know what? Yes. And that, that's really my, my concern. My concern, Macri, is that I, I hope he can find balance. You know, Pretty I know we've been saying it because I, I, I raise my hand and say, I do think, and you know, Feel free to, to to put me on if if I'm not seeing something. I think that the 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 minutes narrative is 
is valid to a point, but I don't think that's the reason why they lost to Atlanta. I don't think that they that yeah. they ran out of gas, especially with these younger guys that well, can eat the minutes. Derek you think, Rose you think ran some people ran out of gas? De- Derek Rose I mean, vis- visibly yes, ran yes, out of gas, but, but he had you know. they had somebody. Yes, we know why. I don't know yes, if it know. was it was the minutes in the time period. I'm talking about throughout yeah. the Man, whole time, right? I, but I, I, I don't, think just for this era. Yes. You have you have to they can't be playing 40 minutes a night, man. They can't. I think it was I'm gonna be very and I admittedly make excuses for Tom Thibodeau <laughs> early and often. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I will continue to do he, I just I like him. He's he's my sort of coach. Um I I will be interested to see what happens this season because I think there was something very important to establishing a tone and I'm going to use the word establishing a culture last season, which is like, I'm going, if you're the best guy, you're going to be on the court for me. And and that's my first priority. My second priority, my third priority, it's every priority. It's old, will, school. It's it's old, old school. school, but, but again, it was old school out of necessity. I think out of necessity mm-hmm. because they needed to establish uh, that tone and, and just set things from year one. Now we're into year two. Now I feel like, I'm not saying to just be lax generally. That's not what I'm saying at all. But um, you have a deeper team. You have a better team. You have, just to put an X's and O's slant on it, you have other shot creators. You don't need to run every offensive possession through Julius Randle. So those things, I think, have to factor into his decision-making, putting aside the fact that I think it's in the best interest of the organization to play Obi Top in more minutes. Um, Yes. Yes. You know, We'll see. I think it's valid. I'm gonna. Be, I will be watching it this year, and, and in particular, I'll be watching it with Kemba. Like, what, what's the plan for Kemba? You know, I love the. I, I love the it. press conference when he was like, he's playing, and oh. the fact that everybody was laughing because he might be serious. He might be telling the truth, and it, it might be joking. He's so a crazy person. Both. We don't know. We don't know. Which is which, is, and and I think he likes that we don't know. But you know, I, I would love to see a situation where it was like Kemba Rose even split. Give and me 24 minutes a better game. Yeah. That's Give all me, we need, man. Or, or, no, you, sorry, you nailed it. Give them. So what's 48 minus uh, five 24. speaking of oh. math. So 43. So uh, 21 and a half minutes a piece. If you want 21 and a half minutes a piece of the, the or whatever, do mm-hmm. 20, depending on who's, who's doing well, who's, and then know. the last five minutes, the last five minutes. Okay. Who's who's had the better game and, and whatever you need to do to, to make it so that whoever you leave in doesn't run out of gas. I'd be fine with that. I think Kemba would be fine with that. I think Derrick Rose would be fine with that. We'll see if they do it. I don't know. With options. That's the name of the game this season. They have options for the first top. So what what world is this? <laughs> um, all right. You have been incredibly generous with your time. Um, I am really excited to to watch you this year and to follow you. And uh to I I think you this this may have pushed me over the edge. I think I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll discuss it. Well, I will set a a limit, a reasonable limit with the, with the, my better half. And we so, will, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Mac, what was something that, that could work, right? It's kind of what I do. And I would, I would suggest for anybody who does this, who, who recreationally Please. gambles in casinos, you put aside money. That is your gambling money. That's your gambling money. There's okay. no other money. You could even set aside a, just in case I have one good play money. That is your total. I like it. Once it's done, 
Yeah. Go enjoy Vegas. There's a whole part of Vegas that you don't even know about, old Vegas, that the residents know about. Like, go enjoy Vegas. Go to a party. Spend your money there. But gambling money is gambling money. It is not that serious to, to put... You know, we hear we hear we always hear the like jokes about people throw away their 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 house, their yes. house and their car and all of that. Yeah, that's, but that's it's not really gonna be real because you think people get thinking that the next one is gonna hit, this one is hit? gonna hit, that one's gonna hit. If you don't have any control, play the slots. <laughs> play the slots like like my my, my mom and, and and other parents do, and let that be therapeutic. But just set aside a certain amount, like like you, like you, Macri, like yo, even if it's like a hey, hundred a month, I'm gonna that's I'm a- gonna break it up twenty five a week. <laughs> A taste. See what happens? Play a the craziest taste. thing you could play and see what happens. Twenty five dollars on on Julius Randle, sixty six to one. Mm. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Let's get after it. Mm. Why do I see this ending like uncut gems? <laughs> <laughs> right. This is how I win. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, we're wondering why John's not on the post game tonight, oh, and it's because he's got uh, the opening tip. Will RJ <laughs> get a steal? Uh, now, also that would actually be hilarious possible. if you had an uncut gems play yeah. <laughs> in one game, like a live, like people don't got to really put in money, but something like that. That would actually be really hilarious. If Andrew, know. just letting you know, I put all of the podcast money on this <laughs> game against the Cavaliers. Tonight. They have to just win like, the tip. Mitch has to win the tip. Um, yeah, that'll be good times. Okay. Uh, before I let you go, of course, Jeff, can you let the folks at home uh, one more time know where they could find you? Yes, yes. I'm on all social media at Jeff J says on the betting exchange Thursdays, 530 on MSG networks, where tri-state area. I think we get it in Delaware and parts of Philly too. Um, and it'll be on YouTube also after. So we're, we're building something good. We want to be New York's home for sports betting. And no matter what level you're at, come through. We're, we're all learning every day too, along with our experts to help teach us. And we can be educated on this. If you know about the game, but don't know about betting, this is perfect for you because you can uh, join up with us and, and have some fun. And I appreciate being on the show, man. I feel like I'm in your podcast live. Like when you do your lives after the games (laughs) and in the newsletter, I feel like I'm in the matrix, just watching Morpheus work. So this is, but seriously, man, like all of us in the rational Knicks Twitter, rational Knicks Twitter, rational, yeah, and, ev- and everywhere, appreciate what you do. I speak for them. Appreciate sure. what you do. You definitely have emerged as one of those voices and people that we could count on to at least, you know, might not agree on all, all the stuff that you say, which is it's healthy for debate. But I don't agree with thoughtful, half of what I said. passionate, informed opinion that's yeah. devoid of narratives of what's happened in the past yeah. and focusing on what's happening now. So well, I, pr- I appreciate that. You're, you're, you, I got to cut you off now because you're making me blush. Um, <laughs> no. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Knicks Film School podcast. Hope you enjoyed that interview uh, with Jeff. He's awesome. Uh, this will not be the last time he's on. And uh, I, I think I'm going to do it. I think once, once sports gambling becomes legal in New York, I may, I may um, get on that, get on that bandwagon. What could go wrong? Nothing, clearly. Uh, don't forget, leave a review. Um, subscribe to the pod if you haven't already subscribed. Uh, give us a rating. Whatever you do to help promote what we do here uh, is going to be appreciated by us. So please do it. And uh, we will be back with you with another episode uh, dropping on Friday. I believe that is episode 390, 397 on Friday. Right, Andrew? Yeah, 397. Okay, so we're creeping up. Creeping up on 400. We'll be here before we know it. Uh, everybody uh, enjoy the next couple of days until we hitch up again. Bye.